Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. All right, everybody. Welcome to Midnight Mando. We are getting started here. Abby's on the soundboard. How are we doing, everybody? Welcome to Midnight Mando. (laughs) Week 7. Awesome episode. We're going to be talking all about it. Welcome, everybody. How's the chat doing? How are my guests doing? Troy Benjamin, Ryan Dole, Abigail Gardner. The crew is here. We're ready to talk about Chapter 15, The Believer. Who is The Believer? That's what I'm still trying to figure out. The Daydream Believer. (laughs) Yes, it was The Daydream Believer. It was Davy Jones. Wow. The WandaVision trailer. It was the WandaVision trailer. (laughs) And uh, I don't want to brag, but my friend Marsha happens to be the president of the Davy Jones fan club. And if everything falls into place... He will be performing at the school dance. So, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So uh, I thought you were going to say on this show because I was looking forward to that, too. That would have yes. been fun. Girl. Look what you've done to me. He'll be singing to Ahsoka <laughs> and all the females of the Star Wars universe. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Midnight Mando. My name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. Another amazing week. I... Uh, Man, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> How was it watching an episode of Mandalorian, whether it was last night or this morning, after <laughs> what was really one of the craziest days? If you're a Star Wars or a Marvel or a Disney fan, yesterday was uh, nothing short of incredible. So uh, I don't even, I'm so exhausted. Uh, just from the the sheer amount of overwhelming media coming our way, but before we but get it's into, a good exhausted. It's the kind of exhausted, exhausted you want a cigarette. You know, I do. Yes. I, do I do. Yes. Um, now that was brought up in the group chat many times. Abby, you slept through some of the Star Wars announcements yesterday. Yeah, I was really bummed. I chose a really <laughs> bad time. I've been trying to adjust myself to like this time frame so I like can stay up till four a.m. easily. So I took a nap yesterday. I totally missed everything. I came out, had to catch up. Aww. Kathleen Kennedy, all this stuff is going on. And uh, yes, Abby, I'm still catching up, honestly, because there's so much. Abby was surprised. She walked in and said, Kathleen Kennedy, I thought I thought they kicked her out of Star Wars. I didn't think. <laughs> didn't didn't you hear what happened? Uh, she was I thought fun. her and Paul Feig were like hanging out. Yeah, on an island. <laughs> at the unemployment <laughs> line. Come on. What's going on here? Didn't Jeez. Dave Filoni and John Favreau remove Kathleen Kennedy from the Lucasfilm office? No, she's been running the thing the whole time and she's doing a damn good job. Yes, yes. Damn it. Absolutely. Killing it. Um, so, but, wow, we're coming in with takes. Hey, uh, Troy Benjamin, <laughs> all the way from Los Angeles, California. How, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I, I like you said, it was like uh, you had Thanksgiving dinner at about two thirty when they started unveiling all the content, uh, and then you're like, "Oh, we have to eat leftovers again at midnight tonight." Oh, all right, yeah. So it, I, I think I made a joke uh, in our little group chat that we have uh, to kind of prep on the show of like, "Hey, anybody want to play Squadrons?" Because uh, we'll just keep this going. <laughs> Even though I literally passed out immediately after the episode aired because it was just, it was so much. It was overload. I mean, besides, you know, plus all the Marvel announcements, plus uh, Nintendo 64 Star Wars games being made into films. Uh, not if I had my first choice, it would it would have been if they ever announced a shadow, a shadow of the Empire movie, it's going to be uh, it's going to be wild. But uh, you know, what? Dash Vanguard's going to show up in a show. I, I do feel like they are 
they are specifically going to start well not start but they will continue to tap into uh legends content and kind of pick and choose what they want to bring into the canon and uh i think that's brilliant i think that's uh i don't know a good uh I don't want to say olive branch, but a really good way to to kind of continue to expand on the property while acknowledging, uh, you know, where it was for a very long time. So Mara uh, and Dash <laughs> on Disney Plus 2025. <laughs> yes, yes. Directed by the Prince Lonely Chizor, Island. the series. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Uh, Brock Parker says they're going to make a movie about Cal Kestis. <laughs> they might. Ooh, it, that they might. I need that, yeah. personally, from an investment standpoint. Yeah. Uh, well, Abby, the value. How's, the, uh, how's the chat going tonight? Awesome. Everybody's going off already. Welcome, everyone. Catherine, Brock, Julia showed up, Jason, Jessica, Mike, uh, just tons of people. Tons of people. Yeah, and thank you, Jeff, for uh, monitoring the chat. Always yeah. appreciate it. There you go. And uh, Christian Walsh with the super chat. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much. Christian, oh, wow. Thanks, thank man. you for the support. Um, so let's let's get started because we, we do have a lot to cover. Obviously, we've got one week left in The Mandalorian, which means that we've been doing this for almost two months, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I there's only one episode left. I can't believe that we're at the end, though, too. It's weird. How dare they end this season weird. without my permission? <laughs> We were just finding our groove. Yeah, that's Come what on. I'm saying. We, we were early. We were ready tonight for the show, actually. We were like, oh, we kind of know what we're yeah. doing now, and now we only have one left. It, it takes me a long time to, to figure out characters' names and actors' names, and I could now come up with Cobb Vanth like that without having to go, what was Cobb? Cobb, Cobb County? Vanth. Just Cobb, in time for a year yeah. hiatus. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, a, it was a very fast school year, for sure. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, but uh, listen, we're, we're going to get going uh chapter 15 which is uh like i said episode seven of season two of the mandalorian by the way i should say it kind of came out yesterday kind of came out today season three will begin right around christmas of next year so um got a little bit of a wait a little bit longer this time it's gonna be almost a year uh which is uh Boy, if, if if next year's as good as this year, then we'll be fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, and look how fast they produced the second season. So yep. it's it's kind of like it's crazy that it's even going to be coming out Christmas of next year. I was anticipating a little bit longer of a delay. So that's that's cool. I'm glad it's coming that quickly. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. Same um, here. The yeah. Believer, written and directed by um, and I I'm going to butcher his last name. Rick, uh, Famuia. Is that? close famuia uh he directed two episodes last year he two of the best episodes from last year the child and the prisoner and uh troy you asked the question last week why are they bringing back mr bill burr uh i almost called him cal castus uh uh mig mayfield is it migs or mig migs um now i want to talk about that uh, one thing that is interesting is that uh, the the director Rick uh, Famuia, I'm just going to call him Rick from now on. He wrote this episode <laughs> as well, uh, which is a little bit different because um, obviously Dave Filoni wrote and directed his episode, but all the other episodes have been uh, written this season by John Favreau. So uh, just some, uh, I think that's good information to, for people to you know take with them. I don't know. I give myself the ten for that that information dump. I just yeah. Gave. Well, and it was pretty. It was a pretty isolated episode too. I mean, if if ever there was a bottle episode of The Mandalorian, this kind of felt like it. Like they had an objective, they went and they finished the objective, and it just brought them that much closer to the season finale. It's like I, th- I think Rick kind of was given that blank canvas of like, here you go, man, write forty five to fifty pages and and go. Um, 
and and you kind of got that sense. You got to do a lot of character development, especially with the character that he introduced. And um, it it was it was a very different episode. And I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that when we start talking about our credits and stuff like <laughs> now, that. But, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if you guys. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do that right now. But I do want to brag about myself real quick. I seem to Please remember do. last week when Troy said, "Why are they bringing back this character?" And I said, <laughs> "Because it's Star Wars, and you have to have at least one episode where they dress up as stormtroopers and sneak onto an Imperial <laughs> base." Verbatim, I think you actually said that very too. Yeah. And it, when they put on the uh, the the tank trooper uh, gear, I was. I paused it. I went outside. I, I shook hands. I kissed babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, of course, it's Star Wars. That's just part of it. It's the like you'd think the Imperials would figure it out by now. Like, you know, some sort of identification system more than, well, he's, he's wearing the suit. Oh, it's got to be him. Yeah, he's got to be a stormtrooper. Yeah, like this has never happened before. Right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I feel like they, they heard me last week. Maybe we have some sort of influence. We don't have any influence on Midnight Mando. But uh, so in the much. first five minutes of the episode, they were like, well, we need you because we need the coordinates and you are the only person who knows where there's a terminal and you can only get to the terminal. Which, and, and it was like, oh, they literally throw right out there exactly what I was concerned about uh, last week. But, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, well, let's get yeah. into it. Let's uh, like we do every week. We got to award those credits. that will kind of set the table for how everybody was feeling about the episode. So right now, how many credits are we going to be giving The Mandalorian Chapter 15? Ryan, start us off. I'm... Ooh, I like that sound. The uh, no, there is no, I, yeah, you, I cannot put you on a ride right now. I'm sorry, but I would like to know oh, the credit man. you want. But while well, I'm feeling generous, I'm feeling a little givey today. It could givey. be because of yesterday. So I'm giving this uh, 10 credits because I really like uh, Migs Mayfield. A all lot. right. I yeah, think, you've been uh, talking about him all year. You've been like, give me that Black Series figure. Give me that Vintage Collection figure. Dude, he's my boy. I can hear myself when he talks. <laughs> That's If I was in Star Wars, I would probably be Migs Mayfield. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, okay. Migs, no filter, Mayfield. Yeah, no filter. Like when he tells Karen Dune, he's like, oh, I'm so glad. I wish that you, you were right. coming with us. You got That's such a so sunny good. disposition. Yeah. Like, yeah. so funny. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, Okay, so uh, Abigail, how many credits? I'm going to give this eight credits, which is actually the number I'm seeing thrown out most. It's honestly... Let's see. It's because it was kind of its own isolated episode. It didn't have Grogu in it, which is like so important to me. Oh, it didn't. It really didn't. Kind of <laughs> miss, miss that. Um, I did love the episode, though. I thought that it had some really cool like Mad Max Fury Road vibes. I thought there was some really awesome like aunt, like moving vehicle action, picking guys off like that. That stuff was very cool. And then once they infiltrated and got in, it was uh, it was some really like impactful moments and a lot of like thoughtful conversation about you know, which side to, you know, kind of like both sides of the coin are the same kind of a thing. So there was some cool philosophical stuff in there. But because it didn't have Grogu, I'd say eight. All right. I've got some thoughts on that, definitely. Uh, Troy, how many credits? Uh, Yeah, I mean, for the same reasons that Abby was just talking about, I'm kind of like teetering on the edge of a seven and an eight. So I'm going to be bold and go 7.5 credits uh, just because it, it was... It was a great episode and 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 had all of the philosophical stuff and all of the things that make you think and things that continue to make you think after the episode is finished. Um, but it's the second to the last episode of the season. So it kind of felt like we had this momentum going and it kind of ground to a halt with this bottle episode where it was it, it, it was it was fun and I enjoyed every moment of it. And especially once they got into the mess hall, that point forward uh, was some of the best Star Wars episodic TV. But 
I could hear in the back of my head all the people that keep criticizing the show going, well, it's side quest to the series, side quest the series. Well, here they are on a side quest in the middle of like this ticking clock of having to go get Grogu before they do something terribly awful to him. Uh, and it just, it, it felt like it killed a little bit of the momentum for me. So that's, that's why I, I kind of pulled it down to a seven. Okay. All right. I agree. I saw a meme today that was like, while well, you all were enjoying this episode, Grogu was still in chains. <laughs> like, how can, you, how can you still like it? Yeah. In the arms of an angel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I, it, it's hard, right? This this season has had these incredible moments. I mean, when you're watching a Star Wars show in 2020 and you are getting uh, Jedi temples and seeing stones and Ahsoka Tana and 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 you know, uh, crate dragons, crate and- dragons and Cobb Van oh, mm-hmm. and Katie Sackhoff. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just a lot. By the way, I like to interchange character names and actor names uh, freely. Uh, you know, Harrison Ford, Luke Skywalker, uh, all of them. Yes. So listen, I watched this cool and this just by chance. I, I was on YouTube today and uh, I, I watch whatever YouTube tells me to watch. I watch because I believe in the algorithm. <laughs> I'm part oh, of the problem. Okay. I'm part of the all problem. Right. Um, and uh, and that's why I want, right now I want to talk about vaccines. I don't want to get oh real God. with you guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. uh, no, no, no. We're all taking it. <laughs> listen, listen. What I'm saying is there was this conversation. I believe it was from James Cameron's show that he has on uh, his movie masters. I don't know. Whatever. It was like a five-minute clip from that show. And it was his having a conversation with George Lucas. And George Lucas was talking about a lot of his philosophical uh, thoughts about Star Wars and and the social aspect of science fiction and how the empire and this is you know this is from the man's mouth this is George Lucas he said you know the this Star Wars is Vietnam the empire is populism the empire is that great uh you know american or you know roman empire that has full of hubris and full of we are going to do these things and we are going to run the world and that's the way it's going to happen. And then the rebels were like, you know, the whole, the whole thing about the Imperials is they looked at the rebels as terrorists. You're terrorist scum, you're rebel scum. But the way it was presented is you're rooting for the underdog, right? And then you've got all these people who are Imperials, who are the evil empire. But you got to remember, it's like the clerks conversation. They had contractors and they had builders and workers and people who needed to make money. And people like we heard from Mayfield today said, hey, we lost 10,000 people and they had families. It's mm-hmm. like, so you're, you're, you're getting this, uh, even though this episode was a little bit of a bottle episode, a little bit of a side quest, it was action packed, but there, there was these moments and we're going to talk about them a little it bit more in depth. It did, it. it did have big thoughts. And I thought that, um, that conversation that he had with, uh, the, that officer, uh, which was just an incredible scene. We'll break it down. Uh, really kind of spoke to a lot of that stuff that George Lucas was saying, which is, uh, war is kind of hell and you, when you take a step back and say why are we actually fighting these wars like what what is the cause that we're actually fighting for it kind of it kind of makes you think um and well go for it yeah yeah yeah. i don't know i was just getting oh, pumped up thinking yeah no it. i i was gonna say craig because and and i'm sure we'll get into it later but this is one of the uh they continue doing this they're doing this in the squadrons video game too but we're humanizing the other side we're humanizing the empire 
Um, you know, because we are living in this world where there is not good evil, there are no absolutes, only a Sith deals in absolutes, right? That's what the whole uh, spiel is uh, in, in the prequel trilogy. Um, and, and so in this particular episode, you see the stormtroopers cheering for them for making it through this crazy blockade. And you kind of, you, there's this moment where you're like, oh, good for them. Like you feel really proud of them. Um, but at the same time, like 10 minutes later, they bring up Operation Cinder, which has become this, you know, Hiroshima bomb um, uh, event in in the lore and the canon of, of Star Wars. And it's like, well, the, these are there's a human inside the stormtrooper armor. It's not just a, a putty or a, a, a cyborg or something. You right. know? No, yeah. These, actual, yeah. these are actual flesh and blood human yeah. beings. And, and they're having to deal with realizing, like, am I on the wrong side here? Yeah. Is, is this, did I pick the wrong armor or did I choose the wrong side in the battle? Um, I just put cuffs on a baby. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, we right. have baby cuffs on hand. Is that a bad and, thing? Yes. And a lot of these, some of these, some of these questions, some of these like big philosophical uh, existential crisis type questions were asked in The Last Jedi. And that was kind of the whole thing with DJ, right? Where, you know, he is going to basically work for whoever the highest bidder is. And guess what? All the weapons and vehicles that the uh, First Order is using and all the weapons and vehicles that the uh, Resistance is using, they're all built by the same people. Oh, my hand's into the other square. That was cool. That was really weird. <laughs> um, so, uh, that was like Back to the Future 2 where they're having to do the split screen thing and they're handing each other. Uh, don't you mean three quarters? <laughs> Uh, be a yeah, hell of a storm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I think I, I think those are cool concepts. Now, I wasn't expecting those concepts to be introduced at the tail end of this season. It kind of makes me think that this Operation Cinder uh, is going to be playing a, a major role um, in, in whether it's uh, novels or you know further canonized things that are happening in the Star Wars universe. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's and I it, want to talk it about is, it. So. Yeah. Read read Alphabet Squadron. I mean, I know you're not a big fan of the books because of, of reasons, but read Alphabet Squadron, and that's what it's all about <laughs> is, is Operation Cinder. <gasps> you know what the worst part is? I never learned to read. <laughs> <laughs> books take effort, and life is hard. No, I'm going to be reading the High Republic stuff. I, I've got big plans for my Star Wars future. Star Wars is my favorite thing in the world right now. and I. Uh, but anyway, so... Well, let's get into it. Let's roundtable it like we've been doing every week. We want to get everybody's comments out there in the chats. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again for the super chats. Christian Walsh coming through. This guy's keeping me alive. I'm telling you. I'm going to be ordering a big old <laughs> piece of pizza tonight on Christian Walsh. No, we thank, we thank you. And uh, it actually, we're going to finally be able to pay Troy and Ryan. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. We're getting paid? In soup. Yeah. Uh, what's in your favorite soup? soup? Matzo or vegetable? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Your only two options. That's all we get. Here. Matzah, vegetable. Kosher? Yeah. There you all go. Right. And then Ryan's uh, poutine and Troy is probably something with lettuce because he's in California. <laughs> Kale. Avocado. Lettuce, he lettuce gets an avocado so five years ago. And I get yeah. uh, it's a deconstructed <laughs> soup with frozen uh frozen <laughs> with foam jelly gravy. Anyway, we've derailed. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Episode opens up. We've got Cara Dune 
and the team uh, heading over to these uh, these I can't remember the exact it's 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 the prison yard. It's they're they're dismantling Tie Fighters. It doesn't look pleasant. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, they're they're putting all of their prisoners to work uh, deconstructing and recycling Tie Fighters and all the junk and garbage that's left over still from the Galactic Civil War. Right, uh, which, right. But and the best part is those are the frames you want to pause on because you want to see like you see the Tie Fighters obviously, but you're trying to see what else is in the background there. Uh, when yeah, I love the fun. droids with the the rebel uh, the rebel logo on on the droid, I thought that was kind of cool. I thought it was going to be K two S O. Yeah. What was that, right? I'm sorry. They're the same droids that we saw in the prison ship, mm. right? With the angular faces, and yeah, they were kind of yeah, at the end he, of the hallway, and where they, he took them yeah. apart to break out, right? Like, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so they Kara talks to Mayfield, and he's very, uh, you know, Bill Burr. Um, he's like, "What the hell is happening? What do you want with me? Like, let me just." Do my 50 years in peace. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? common courtesy. Aren't you going to tell me where I'm going? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. just going to go and follow a stranger. <laughs> and now, the, the interesting about this episode, though, I mean, it is pretty straightforward. It is, hey, you were an Imperial sharpshooter. Yeah, you got the codes. You, you got, got the, the codes. Uh, you, you know, we need those Imperial uh, protocols, and we're going to find uh, Moff Gideon's uh, ship, and uh, we, we need you. And uh, the, the funniest moment is when Boba Fett walks off Slave One, and he's like, "Oh, I thought you were gonna be the other guy." And then Mando walks out. He's like, "Shit!" But let's talk about it. Let's talk about. Let's how, talk how clean, man, not Mando, but Boba was. Let's talk about what yeah. happened between the last. Did they go to some sort of like five hundred first workshop where Boba Fett learned how to like? Well, no, they they clearly <laughs> made stops. It. Doing right? restoration. So, yeah, right. So while Boba's or not Boba, while Din is trying to get information on where Mayfeld is, he's right. sitting there in the slave one. He's like, "Are my paints still here?" And he's like, <laughs> "He went and he pulled them out because he looked." And I, I told this to Craig earlier. I said he looks Kenner clean. Yes. And he, yeah. he yeah. looks like the 1977 12 inch Boba Fett figure from 1980. Because he has that same type of like deep green mm-hmm. on the mask. It's very or clean. on the helmet. It's very like, clean. It's, but it, it totally reminded me of like that Black Series Kenner and the Hot Toys Kenner. It just has that Kenner feel to it. It's clean. And this is we got to. I love it. Here's here's the thing. You know, uh, the Star Wars uh, world is very worn in. It's the thing Abby always talks about. Mm-hmm. It's weathered, it's worn in. Weathered, worn in, and that's used. What, it's Lincoln. used. The prequels are shiny and not as rigid, and everything's smooth. Um, this is except it's, for the sand. <laughs> the sand's not smooth. Of course. No. Oh, okay. It's course. It gets everywhere. Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, we're getting good at that. Um, so I think that uh, it's almost like it, it's kind of an affront to the senses when you're like, "Oh, that is a beautifully." Uh, painted armor and helmet there. It looks like you really cleaned it up. And I got to talk about this. How... I, I matched it to the Kenner green. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. How how cool, <laughs> Troy? I, I know you and Ryan had to be freaking out. Those interior shots of Slave One, uh, as it as they as it rotated like uh, teacup style. <laughs> It was it was crazy seeing them sitting in that cargo area where like in the Kenner toy that's the only place that you could get the carbonite uh Han to slide into and there right. was there was no room or anything right. back there but yeah that was 
I think somebody in the chat mentioned that it made them dizzy because I was thinking the same thing. Cause if that cockpit has the kind of like swivel thing that the, the Kenner toy had, and you kind of see it in attack of the clones too. Right. Right. Uh, what the hell are the people in cargo bay seeing when Boba is just doing this like, right, like right, when his right. gyro is moving uh, into place? But yeah, that was that was awesome. It was really cool to see. It was cool to see Boba for one, like you guys mentioned. It right. was weird that he kept the black robe though. That was the only thing that kind of bumped for me. I was like, that thing's probably hot and sweaty from being on. How does he say Tatooine? Tatooine. Well, uh, he's probably like, got to get. He needs new soft goods. He he's needs like upgraded. He's thinking on slave one. He's like, all right, here's the. Here's the rundown. First, I'm going to keep my black robe. Nobody say anything. I like it. <laughs> Take a Two. shower, Boba. Good Nobody. lord. Two. This guy reeks. Here's Dramamine for everybody. It's really cool to be in Slave 1, but it's kind of a, you know, a lot of people throw up. <laughs> You're be and number three, where's my paint? Um, so, yeah, uh, just really well, cool. I think his flight cool suit shot. is just shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like it's, it's his, long gone. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Dissolved like, in totally. a rancor belly somewhere, or not totally, a rancor, totally. a sarlacc belly. Sorry. Oh, uh, um, right, right. Right. So all he has is his bathrobe. Let him be. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like Julia says, it's let all... him do his crafts in space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then, you know what? Paint, I, new I, I'm pretty sure, like, it's got to be the comfiest thing because before he had like pants, and now he's like got like this like muumu rope thing with his armor on top, and he's breeze, like, it's breathable. God, yeah, it's, it's like wearing a kilt, right? So yeah. he's probably just like, this is. <laughs> awesome Truly. like um they talk about so they're gonna go to morak so I, I i'm not familiar with this planet but basically it's the same star wars thing like secret morak there's line. nothing there there's a secret imperial base like you could put a secret imperial base anywhere uh and uh basically what i mean they the it's an imperial mining hub uh full of uh rhydonium right or are they mining rhydonium are they what how does that work what i know i think it's a refinery weren't they saying that it was refinery and you also see like at the base there's all the people like in the kind of refinery hard hats and and stuff like that um and Redonium came up in clone wars and rebels i I remember yeah i I know it's yeah i think it's only been in rebels i can't remember it necessarily but I am from now on calling it Rydolian. <laughs> Rydolian. Rydolian. Dude, that could be your new screen name. Get it. There it is. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this uh, planet, Abby. What uh, What were your impressions of uh, the scenery? You're, you're kind of a scenery snob when it comes to Star Wars. That's kind of what you care about the most. <laughs> uh, it had some lushness to it and actually overall reminded me of Rogue One vibes. Like, yeah. Yeah. overall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jurassic Park as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I tropical. wonder what the I wonder where they filmed it. Did that look like California to you? Any part Elsa of California? Nebula, I think it was <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah, it was not Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, I mean, based upon the little bit of behind the scenes footage that we saw in the Disney investors uh panel, like I think it's all the it's all the volume. Like that was one hundred percent of an ILM creation of background. Love it. I um, love that. Yeah. Um, Which is why it could wow. be Jurassic Park. <laughs> it could be. It really could be. <laughs> right. Welcome. What's it called? What's the name of the planet? Morak. Welcome Morak. Morak. Um, it did, Abby, I agree that it did have Rogue One vibes. Actually, yeah, the, I saw some of the same troopers. Uh, yeah, the the scarif looking troopers or the beach troopers. Um, I de- I actually got solo vibes too, just from the the way it was shot and just it 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 had a kind of that drab color grading, even more so than some of the other episodes of Mandalorian. Um, 
but yeah, the no, whole thought, juggernaut, the juggernaut thing was just like the train heist uh, yep. in in Solo. That yep. same sort of mm-hmm. yeah action and yeah. I got and those the, the juggernaut is is pretty similar. Like I, it had me thinking of two things. It had me thinking of the prequels Turbo Tank, the, those juggernaut things, and which the, was one of the, the big epic toys that Kenner did or that Hasbro did, right? Right, oh, and it also reminded big, me of yeah. the prisoner transport from Rogue One. Okay. Or Solo. D- I, or so solo, solo. Yeah. They, they break her out of they break oh they, right they right Jin right. Urso yep. out of the back of it yeah yeah, yeah. she's right. like oh she's running down the street rebellions are built on hope yeah so <laughs> you saw a different movie so, than me yeah I <laughs> remember think that so. when Jin was like <laughs> oh, yeah. guess what rebellions are built on guess uh, just guess guess can you guess <laughs> say it say it um come on say it hang on uh, <laughs> I gotta like hope hashtag hope hashtag uh, hope oh my god I got three hundred <laughs> likes. Uh, yeah. so, uh, but sorry, I, I just I like how right the, the consistency <laughs> is with the style of wheeled transports from yeah. the Empire, like those Imperial wheeled transports, how they all, there's consistency there. And I just want to point out that I appreciate that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It reminded um, me of Furiosa in Mad Max Fury Road with like the big yeah, clanking. Oh, when they're, and- when they're jumping over, yep. it had mm-hmm. that whole Mad Max feel to it as well with the guys with the spears. Right. Little you Star know? Wars oh, boys. Star I've, War boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Star, before Star we, War boy. Before we get to that, Star though, boys. let's talk about uh, what leads up to. So basically, they're going to have to hijack one of these oh, uh, right. <laughs> uh, ju- juggernauts. Is that what they're called? Uh, to be able to kind of get... There, there's kind of a transport. There's like three or four of them all making their way to the base. Um, and... So they had to have to figure out who's going to go. And it's kind of a cool scene. It's kind of like this meeting of the minds, like, who's going to do it? This is where they start talking about the ISB. Troy, can you fill me in on ISB? I, I have, yeah, that's their, it's like the KGB. It's the intelligence uh, bureau of, of the Imperial uh, it's ranks. It's kind of a secret um, police kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know. But I, they're I in Rebels a- as well. Yeah, the I, ISB is kind of everywhere. They're in in the novels and stuff now too. They they're a carryover from the expanded universe. Like that was something that came up in what is now considered legends. And they again they were cherry picking what they wanted to to keep. So um, yeah, it's it's cool to see them come into it. And and this scene is one of my favorites where it's like I can't go. Uh, what is Boba's line? Oh my god, the, they might recognize my face or something like yeah. that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're the gonna clone. recognize me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's like. I don't know if you guys heard. I'm one of the most popular Star Wars characters of all time. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm kind of a big deal in the Empire. I, I don't know if you guys know. But they, this I've even got a, my haters, but that's okay because I've redeemed myself in the last episode. There's even a version of me that's all white. They call prototype. I don't even understand. It. It's very cool. Very cool. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Ryan liked that one. Okay, two points. Give me some karma points here. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I like okay, that. so it, it's kind of, they figured out it's going to be Migs and it's going to be Mando. Now, <laughs> Abby, yeah. if somebody looked at your search history today, what what would we find? Uh, Mando, mask off. <laughs> Din Jordan, no mask. I wanted the image of him with the uh, Mando, like with the best guard, the gear on without the mask. Right. And also, you know, it's fun to look at the other Doesn't pictures. Doesn't Craig have a toy of that? <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah that's just not what he looks like, okay? Oh. Uh, was yeah. it a little off? <laughs> just a little off. Um, so Yeah, but having the mask off, I felt like was kind of the pivotal, the big like point of this episode that I was interested in because it's It was definitely so the holy shit moment. Of- right. Yeah. Right. It's his level of devotion, I think, to uh, Grogu. Yeah. That, that gets him. Yeah, also probably hot. I'm imagining, imagining it's hot. Well, Migs kind of puts it out there too, where he's just kind of like, "You will go to extreme lengths once the shit hits the fan." Right, and he's also and like, that, "What is your, you know, what is right, your right, rule? Right. Is it yeah. do you don't want to show your face or you can't take off your mask? Because those are two completely different things." They hijack the the vehicle. Uh, Cara Dune's in there kicking ass. They take out these stormtroopers, and then. They they have you know they change into their gear. Um, I thought these troopers they kind of look like the mud troopers from Solo a little bit. I think they referred to them as uh, tank troopers. Uh, but yeah, yeah I thought I thought they were like a camel green kind yep. of instead. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they yep. were cool. Definitely cool. I thought looking. they were cool. Yep. Um, Very cool. And there was some good dialogue between uh, Migs and uh, uh, Mando. Yeah, when he says like your rules start to change when you get desperate. Um, and yeah, that's out it. That we're all the same. That's it. Like yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so th- they're on their way. Uh, and then the, the, these kind of like, well, there's kind of, this is where they kind of start implying the, uh, kind of the occupation of land type of thing. Cause you see the, the locals and the villagers and you could just tell they're like, it's just not a good situation. As soon as I saw the locals and villagers, I was like, they are going to save this entire planet. Like as soon as you see Mando looking at them and connecting and like seeing the kids, it's like, there's, there's no question in, right, in right. my mind. There. Yeah. It's when, it's, yeah, it's when he sees the kids where he's just like, I'm missing my damn kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got, like, this is what I'm doing it for. Right. 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 Um, they, this is where Abby, you mentioned Mad Max earlier. Mm-hmm. Definitely had Mad Max, Indiana Jones kind of throwback vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, With the action sequence. Absolutely. Oh no. It's like, it reminded me of Indiana Jones when he's tired. And he does the. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. And here comes three more skiffs. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. By, by the way, <laughs> nobody throws a punch like Harrison Ford. Dude. Like, oh, is there yeah. any YouTube compilations of just Harrison Ford punching? Because it's very cross-body lunging. Yeah. Um, has nothing to do with this episode, though. Uh, I feel bad <laughs> for these pirates. They're trying to take out the Imperials. Wait, are they pirates or are they locals? Who, whoever they are, like they're... they just said they were pirates, but they could easily be just people trying to stop. Yeah, sorry, they could just be people trying to stop the empire, right? It's kind of, they're all the same race. They're all, and I had to look it up. They're the Shydops, I think they're called, or okay. something to that effect. Okay, but yeah, it's okay. it's all the same race. They kind of because at one point I thought they were Weakway or you know the, the same race that you see in Jabba's palace, but um, yeah, so maybe it's like. They're kind of the extremist versions of the locals that are trying to get the imperial occupation out. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the, the ordinary commoners, you know, back in the village are just trying to keep quiet, kind of like with the magistrates. Just trying to live uh, their place. life. Right, right just right. like, please don't talk to me. I'm trying to live my life uh, and I don't want to ruffle well, any feathers. There's um, these, it's a very, there's an ongoing theme throughout the season, which is, uh, you know, the empire is, is, still in existence in, in in a lot of ways. And there's this long live the empire. There's a speech later where it says people are looking for, for order. Uh, and I, I get this vibe that this, the theme is, is like, yes, Luke Skywalker turned his father back to the light and the world was saved. 
Meanwhile, the world wasn't saved, and it still is terrible for all these yeah. people yeah, and the all, all these different systems. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, it just that's just part of the, the, the narrative that they're weaving through this yeah. entire and, season. And they're showing the New Republic is making a lot of the same mistakes maybe that the Empire did, that they're focusing on, you know, maybe rebuilding Coruscant or things that we haven't seen on camera, but then they go to these off-worlds where the Empire is... Uh, you know, uh, wreaking havoc on this local place just to um, to uh, refine a fuel or, you know, the magistrate is completely eradicating the vegetation on an entire planet to do God knows what she's building. Are they building yeah. more Star Destroyers? Is this what is this building? Um, and they're not seeing that like none of none of the New Republic forces are, are seeing that or doing anything about it. Yeah, it's like occupation and exploitation of the land and people, and it's not good. Right, right. And with with that with that uh, that mindset of like, no, this is this is what they need. People need to be told what to do. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of now. What was the movie? Ah, uh, yes, yeah, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. When you see the first hint of Anakin, and he says. You know, what does he say? Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. That's not what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but he's gives them, it's when, it's when, thank you for that. It's when him and Anakin were, or him and uh, Padme are in the, the field and they're talking about, he's talking about how he hates politicians and he's like, if I, you know, I don't know the exact quote, but if I, I could be the leader and I would tell everybody what to do and it would be great. And she's like, that sounds like a dictatorship. And he's like, I'm Darth Vader. Who cares? He says, well, if it works, yeah. like he has yeah. that eyebrow raise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. So, um, similar. Things. I'm much too frightened to tease a Senator. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In many ways, I'm better than Obi-Wan. It's worse. Uh, so, um, and Abby on the soundboard. Yes, They're animals. And yeah. I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> Not just the men either. You're sweating. The women. Relax. Take a deep breath. Thank you for that. Okay. Thanks, uh, Obi-Wan. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, they should bring Obi-Wan back. They should bring him back. And Hayden Can we talk about that later? Are we oh, talking we're talking about, about yeah, it. Yes, okay. yes. Right. Uh, this is gonna be a short episode. So no. we have yeah, yeah. We're almost done with the episode. Um, anyway, so they blow it up and everything's fine. Uh, um, good. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about a droid story. Whoa. <laughs> um, so they make it. Right there's this huge fight. They're they're putting these little uh, detonator charges on the uh, uh, Rydonium, the Ryandolium tanks, mm -hmm. and they're trying to blow them up. And then there's good banter between uh, Migs, and he's like speeding up, and it's becoming unstable. And he's slowing down, and Mando's like, "Why are you slowing down?" And he's like, "Why are you shooting near Rydonium?" Like just classic Star Wars. Uh, that yep. that stuff never gets old. <laughs> yeah. Um, slow down. I can't slow down. Speed <laughs> yes. up. I can't do that either. Right, right, right. <laughs> Flying by the seat of your pants. I mean, really, in, in a it new It was hope, like speed. Uh, it was like speed. Oh, that's what it was like. It was like speed. And that's why I kept calling him Wildcat. Okay. Now I got you. Now I got you. <laughs> uh, that's someone who should be in Star Wars. Wildcat should come. Or Sandra yeah. Bullock? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a take. Like, I'm ready. All right. She was in... Uh... Like as an Imperial. Okay. You're just thinking of her in her cop uniform in Demolition Man because it looks I am, like it, it I looks totally in, am, 100%. It looks imperial. Yeah, I don't mind thinking about that. Um, but uh, <laughs> this Anakin kid doesn't even know about the three seashells. <laughs> the three seashells. <laughs> um, so What's it's 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 really uh, Troy. What would you think as as far as the action sequencing uh, goes for? And I thought it was some of the best action we've seen all season. 
Oh yeah, I mean it, it was great, and it and it did have that that Lucasfilm feel to it. There's there's no other way to really describe something like that. It it goes all the way back to the Raiders, you know, uh, truck chase, uh, where it's just it it had that feel of like every time you think that they've won, here's something else that happens, uh, and you know that the thermal detonator is in with the radonium, the Ryan Dolium, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and and he has to get this one guy off of the roof before you can go you know, pick that thermal detonator up and chuck it back at them. And right. that moment was so satisfying when he throws it and it's that chain reaction of everybody blowing up. It, it That felt to me like the Boba Fett moment from the previous episode where he was like, I was aiming for the other one. Like, right, right. I don't yeah. think he intended for that to happen, but he was like, oh, cool. All right, that that worked. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Now, um, there, there was uh, sprinkled in here, we do see Cara Dune and uh, Fennec. Uh, what's her name? Fennec? Fennec Shan. Yep. Fennec yeah. Shan. They're kind of they're going to be the sharpshooters. They're going to be taking out uh, troopers and gunners as needed to allow uh, uh, you know an escape once they're in there and got the information that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, although in thinking, there's a way that this played out where they could have just gone to the terminal, got it, just walked out <laughs> without anybody ever knowing. Um, but Absolutely, that, but that's but they were it. they they had to have that backup, right? So I mean, yeah, right. Oh, and as we learned, they didn't really need Mayfield in the first place, but that's another <laughs> yes. story, right? Right. Uh, right. Except yeah. for him to have a redemption arc, and yes, for that, but, yeah. You know what? But he knew where to go. They st- they still needed him for the information of where to go to the terminal, and so, and he saves Din's ass with his TK designation and talking about uh, how he lost dude, his hearing at the Battle to- of Tanab and all that. Should we but, just yeah. skip? to that are we at that point can we just go right into that well hold on before we do i want to agree with cat hansen who said that it's the first time seeing lady a lady duo just blast shit away together which yeah i think is oh awesome dude too. that concept art yeah, of i was the about two to of say them? at the end of the episode the two of them like back to back like charlie's angels blowing ah, shit up was yeah yeah, so tight. yeah they, she's so cool phoenix had some good moments that and her her falling away and shooting on the rocks last week i'm very impressed with her um i think we're gonna be seeing a lot of her wasn't she in some of the concept art for some of the new shows one of them uh, she showed batch. up in the bad batch trailer. okay bad batch right? trailer cool yeah. um so yeah they make it in troy you you talked about it earlier where they they, they get a hero's welcome uh and you know it, celebration you, and detention. you kind of get the vibe that like one out of every 10 uh trolleys full of rhydonium actually makes it to, to the refinery if um, any yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the first time they've ever made it back <laughs> get these guys a, get these guys a drink um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, uh, Neo-lib Republican guy in the chats, which is a good question. Uh, How does a blaster run out of shots? Uh, We did see that. uh, The old old trope of the, the gun running out of bullets just when you need it. Uh, it, it might not have been out of bullets. It could just be like a shitty gun. I mean, we've seen Hans <laughs> yeah, clog in Return of the Jedi. Issue. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, but uh, yeah, and by the way, keep the questions going, everybody. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the troops saluting. I did notice that I, I was trying to figure out, is was it just Bill Burr is bad at saluting or is the troops salute like a limp hand kind of? Like, like a weird, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's almost like the Star Wars handshake where they do the full, the full arm kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they make it in. Heroes welcome, and uh, I think it's Migs that says what the the uh, the terminal is probably in that mess hall right in front of us, and the captain's <laughs> mess yeah. or in the officer's mess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, Abby, I want to ask you about this. Uh, we're thinking about 
they're they're drawing parallels to like real world uh, military. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very glamorous in there. And no. when you, you think about this officer's it mess reminded hall, me of Top Gun for some at certain points with like the way the light was coming in, and it's just yeah, it's everyone's kind of worn out, worn in. Um, exhausted it's like a kind of a, a sad feeling over right because most of the troops don't come back right right yeah yeah i was kind of it kind of reminded me i said it uh of snl <laughs> and uh and a quentin tarantino film which we'll yeah, get into again yeah, right like, right glorious. but if you think yeah. about this imperial mess hall it's there's there or the the officer mess hall there's nothing going on in there it's a couple high-ranking imperial assholes who uh have a chip on their shoulder and uh I don't know. Yeah, it's not that great and, to be at the top. There's no good art on the wall or anything. Right. No, and it's still for them to be free. Like, the two of them, when they walk in and, like, uh, kind of when, when Mayfield, like, walks in and freaks out and turns back around, like, nothing was suspect about that at all. Nobody saw you do that. Like, because there's nobody in there and it's such a sparse area. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's probably it, already it, so it much built... going on in there, too. Yeah, like and, and, and that... Like it builds the tension. It's like the the reservoir dog sequence where um um uh oh geez who is it is in the bathroom and he knows that the cop is in there and he hits the dryer and you just hear the dryer drown everything out because it's uh, like there's there's two of them in there right right um so yeah I mean I like to me that's where I was hooked like the the action sequence was fun and all of the build up to that and all of the exposition of like why do we need Bill Burr's character again okay let's just explain it really quickly we need to go to where okay how does he know where that is okay whatever just disregard that but as soon as we get into that mess hall and we have this like heightened tension and drama of them having to get to that terminal in the corner of the room that's you know so conspicuous that there's no way for them to kind of covertly go in there uh right and then it turns and they into, need to do a and, face scan yeah. <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> again how did din's face scan i don't know that's right. a weird question yeah. um yeah. i think it just but, registers a face so that you know that it's not a droid right uh, sorry so i could be i could be reaching i could no, totally yeah. reach i mean if you think about that technology, like, I don't know, there is literally thousands and thousands and thousands of troopers. And also, this is the remnant of the Empire, so maybe it's just not up to date or it's a shitty system. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the Death Star, but it had a pretty uh, a pretty big glitch in it <laughs> twice. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a small flaw. Right. Not sure. everything is yeah. airtight. Oh. Purposefully built into it, as we learned in that movie that yes. you were making fun of a few minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, a little oh. bit of Stardust. Oh, hashtag ah. Stardust. Oh. By the way, all joking aside, I love Rogue One and I love Jyn Erso. And I think I'm ready for a full-on Saving Private Ryan-style ground war movie. Because as I was rewatching Solo recently, which I did, or at least half of it before I fell asleep last night, um, it was late, Um I like the the scene where you see the mud troopers and you see this this like I like that aspect. I feel like that's a the a, ATST like cr- going yeah. over the camera and like yeah. I think that's an area of Star Wars I'd re- I think there's some cool stories to tell. Clearly, right? They're alluding to this stuff. Um, so uh, let's see what happens here. We have okay. Uh, it doesn't work when Mayfield tries to scan it, so it's going to have to be Mando, and this is where. Abby, you know, lost your shit. This is what happened. Yeah, this is where he like makes the choice to to take the helmet off. Right, which is, like, he looks so helmet. uncomfortable. Yeah, I, dude, like, he's he, like, 
He hasn't spazzing. used his face in so long. I imagine it's yeah. It he also just got the shit kicked out of him. Can I remind you guys that he just got beaten up on a <laughs> yeah, right? Ago. And you got to actually got to with that too. Just kind of just sorry to trail back a second too. Like we got to actually see how shitty the stormtrooper armor is because it's, it's just like yeah. breaking apart. Like he's he comes kind of comes totally back noticeable. He, right? Yeah, he's he's and used so, to being able to just throw this gauntlet up there and it just goes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right right and so now he's you know yeah, it's like yeah. that's why i think i love when he's like to even take off the helmet he looks so freaked out he looks so uncomfortable like he went from like i am the coolest badass on this show to just like the nerd who just got a <laughs> Hi, fucking I'm wedgie Pedro. yeah like I'm yeah Pedro right like it's you we got to see a side of of mando this vulnerable that's- insecure side of him that we've never seen and i think that's like that's what it was, uh, the vulnerability, I yeah. believe, that was yeah. like that kind of grabbed me and, and got me into the character even more because being willing to do that, it, it shows a commitment that, that goes beyond like his code. Um, hey, they foreshadowed it too. It's just like when, when you're desperate, you're going right. to do what you got to do. Let's talk about the, our new Imperial officer friend. Uh, Dude, that... he's our first guy in Star Wars okay. to have a Southern accent. Valen Hess. Yeah. How does he compare to other asshole Imperial officers that we've met over the He's years? He's fantastic. I'm talking. Does he sound like a bigger asshole? Because he sounds like an American. Uh, hey, calm down, Ryan yeah. Dole. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the Canadians. Accurate, yeah. Probably. Uh, listen, yeah. he he. I get. It was hard for me to pinpoint what it was about him because I felt a little bit of. Not as scary as Tarkin, but a little bit of that build of Tarkin, right? A little bit of the facial structure of Tarkin, a little bit of Krennic. Uh, just, just you can see that he's he's obsessed with war and death and just doesn't care. Like he is all about seeing people die, and he probably has so many repressed memories Desensitized, and bullshit probably. from his mm-hmm. childhood that yep. he never worked out. He's uh, the middle manager that has, that loves you to do overtime and not get paid. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Right. If he, he could right. come in, yeah, I know it's your kid's birthday. Right, but... he was a trooper. He was a <laughs> good stormtrooper yeah. who got promoted to officer and completely became a total... Soulless. Yeah, soulless like, asshole. Douche. Um... But uh, he he kind of comes over and they start having this conversation and there's this this uh, I I didn't know what to compare it to but there's this funny thing happening where he's like what's your TK number and and he likes the vulnerability you were talking about like Mando's like Ugh. <laughs> like <and> then, <laughs> God uh, how do I even answer this Niner point but that's where even like Mayfield like says screw this and jumps in oh sorry go ahead Greg Troy. We need yeah. David Spade as an imperial <laughs> officer. Oh, we really do. Uh, we really, that's what I want. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take this to Krennic. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Can I catch a niner in there? <laughs> right. That's right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna need to see your TK number. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, but no, I liked it when uh, when when Mayfield kind of comes in to like save him. Like at yep. that point, too, you could tell like where he was like, "Well, I have no choice, but I have to go save his ass," because he like. Din's completely frozen in his tracks. He doesn't know what the hell to do. His mask is off. People are asking him questions he doesn't know how to answer. Mm-hmm. He, you know, and I love how Mayfield kind of comes in there. It's like, oh, he got 
caught in some shit a while back. You can't hear you, <laughs> right, so you have to speak right. up. Come on, let's go, because they, they get the information they need, and he says, come on, let's do your TPS reports. How do we feel about Office Space references in Star Wars? I don't yeah. know. I I'm 20th down. Century Fox, now owned by Disney. It's Synergy. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I thought that was a I thought it was a nice touch. I, I mean, it, it was fun. I wonder if the, he improved that. Like, I don't feel like that was in the script. Dan's going to be like, have you seen my stapler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If it was going to be anyone that episode, it's going to be him asking that question. Yeah. Uh, can, but we, was... can we rewind 10 yeah, seconds? Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, Ryan. I didn't mean to step on you. But, oh, but yeah, he, no, no, does cool. say, he does say that he's, he's making an excuse for Din saying that he can't hear that well after his cabin depressurized at, at Tanab. Which is, you know, in, in Return of the Jedi, uh, how General Lando Calrissian becomes General Lando Calrissian is the Battle of Tanab. So I'm Uber. wondering, mm. uh, yeah, uh, I'm just I'm wondering if that's if that was a subtle kind of like huh, from the story group. Um, I mean, maybe anyway. oh, could be nerd. That, Sorry. I mean, it I makes you think that, that Migs, was prob- Migs was probably there too. He was probably just fighting like this new guy that that Ryan is falling in love with was trying to kill our <laughs> beloved rebels. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. Was, there probably yeah. was at one point where yeah, yeah, yeah. where well, Mayfield was up against our you know yeah. our Lukes and and Biggs and Porkins and everybody else. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's it's totally feasible that he was the the sixth trooper back on the Death Star running down the hallway. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Come on. Come so on. Moral ambiguity. Oh, God. I'm so How sick of this. How am I supposed to run in this thing? I can't see in this freaking mask. This is stinks. so stupid. Yeah. Oh, my God. My palms are so sweaty in these gloves. I just can't wait till I'm a freaking officer. I can't believe I, I hit my head on the up. blast doors again. Yeah. What you think f- this is this? Yep, I oh, love it. God. Him, him I love sweeping it. in though in that moment, I think was awesome because Din is obviously yep. caught off guard because his his face is exposed. He's in on their turf. He has no idea how to explain himself out of this. He's not very good at explaining himself out of things, but thankfully Mayfeld is and he shows up and does yeah. that little rescue move. Yeah, and then we move on to the drinks, which is uh, no, we yeah. get brown eyes. Oh, we get, get brown eyes brown first, eyes. and then brown eyes, which is great because that's what I'm going to refer to Mando as from now. brown eyes. Yeah. Hey, brown eyes. Yeah. Hey, pretty eyes. Yeah. Um, so he's, he comes over and he kind of, I, I don't have my, Hey, impre- wait a second. Do you think Mayfield was flirting with him? <laughs> I hope so. Like, Maybe. play into our plan I, for the Star Wars universe. Maybe. Going forward. Yeah, man. I think this is ready. I think Star Wars is ready to have yes. Mayfield and Din hook up. I'm ready. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then Grogu can be in my two dads, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I could just see it. He's Dad like, Din's walking around. <laughs> Uh, uh, Migs is walking around the house with a towel on. He's like, "Hey, Mando, right. this is the way. Let's go." Um, so... Let's put the seat down. This way. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, let's. So they sit down to have a drink. He's like, uh, he's like, troopers. <laughs> Let's have a drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, well, I'm trying to think the line that, that Mayfield says that. Uh, he says to the Empire before well, the big moment. Oh, right, right. Oh, he talks yeah. about freedom versus order. Oh, okay. So he says, uh, he says, I was in Burning Khan, right? Is that what he says? Or no, he, he references. Operation Cinder? Cinder. Operation yeah, Cinder. He references Operation yeah. and, then he, and the guy does the old uh, Biff Tannen. Very good. 
you know your history. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's exactly yep. what it reminded me of. Um, I was told that someday some trooper would show up asking about the uh, with some crazy brown eyed guy who can't talk. <laughs> Never thought it'd be you. Uh, so let's talk about Cinder. We 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 alluded to it earlier. This was, from what I understand, the failsafe operate the failsafe operation of the empire. Uh, should the emperor demise, this was the an all out attack on innocent systems. Basically, uh, somebody said earlier, like a Hiroshima level uh, event. Right? Is 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 this correct? Yeah, I, I first got introduced to it through Shattered Empire, okay, uh, which was a like a prequel comic that mm-hmm. came out, I think, before Force Awakens. So yeah, that was the one with Poe's Poe's mom, right? Right, and uh, yeah. and that's when they first kind of show it where they go off to like go save Naboo because uh, obviously that's where Palpatine's from. So there's probably some secrets there. So Palpatine's like, "Well, I'm dead. We got to trash that planet because I can't leave any evidence behind." Right. So that's and then I think it got brought up again in no, it did get brought up again in Battlefront Two. It's a huge part of Battlefront uh, Two. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the main thing. Sorry, I I rarely played the. Uh, the story mode because I was always online, but yes, quit it bragging is, it about the, your high speed internet, dude. <laughs> I gotta tell you about my score. My heavy trooper is at like level three hundred and seventy five, dude. I am like a bloody king on that wow. thing. I, uh, anyways, 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 and uh, and uh, and Troy, I'm I'm gonna assume you know what else it's been in at this point. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, it pops up in Alphabet Squadron, um, which is a huge part of uh, why one of the main protagonists defects from the Empire to the Rebellion or to the New Republic at that point, uh, was just seeing, looking around and seeing her TIE bombers just destroying innocent lives and, and wrecking cities. And, and, and it's kind of like it's reflected in what Mayfeld is saying in this scene, too. It's like that's the moment that he realized, like, God, the, the empire is killing how many people here, and in the name of what? Because the emperor is dead. Like I, this is a retaliatory uh, maneuver. This is just us positioning ourselves to show our might. This is just us trying to instill fear upon systems so that they will submit to our order. Like what? What purpose is this serving except for losing uh, uh, innocent lives? Um, right. And 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 it and it's it's interesting that this has become because it, it did like, like Ryan was saying, it started kind of in that expanded in the comic books and in, in the video games. This is one of the first main, you know, live action series now that we're, we're starting to deal with this. So it's, it's going to be a huge point uh, of order. I I'm assuming in all of the 10 series now too, that they've announced, you know, anything that's post return of the Jedi, um, they're all going to probably talk about operations Cinder at some point. Cause it's right. such a huge, huge event across the galaxy. And, yeah. And in Mayfeld, he talks about how he, he worked, uh, or, or he was part of, uh, Hess's uh, squadron like he worked under him uh, and how he saw five or ten thousand people die at burning con um, and there, there, it just had a lot of there's a lot of Vietnam imagery in this episode even if you go back to earlier when you see the explosions in the jungle uh, it, it had that that Vietnam feel to it yeah, um, yeah but, I've been singing the mash theme in my head that whole time there you go um, but basically, he gives this really Korea, though. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> right. But I mean, 
but Matt, but it's let's Matt, not get Matt. into let's not get into <laughs> details here, okay? So right, let's not get into details as we're, we're... Hawkeye's in that one too. <laughs> um, it's true. So different Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Craig. I thought Operation Sindel was when they rescued Sindel from the Caravan of Courage movie. Sorry, I'm <laughs> that's that's the other operation. <laughs> At the door and the Ewok adventure. Yeah, she needs medicine. <laughs> oh, um, so Bill Burr shows up. Oh, these Ewoks are wicked cute. Uh, they so he gives us some passion dialogue about how, yo, I was there. It was terrible. Like mm-hmm. you know, because because he's talking. Hess is talking about. Uh, the, some of the stuff I talked about earlier. Yeah, and for a character who was morally ambiguous in the beginning of the episode to go from that to be like, wait right. a minute, this is what I believe in, and this was messed up. Right, these yeah. people died. Like, thousands of people died. Yeah. People with families. And you didn't care, right? And, and he talks, I don't remember the exact details of the conversation, but he, he talks, Hess talks about the destruction and uh, the power that they're building. Long live the Empire, like... And then the, the, the thing he says is, is what the people really want is order. And I thought that was interesting because what, what do we know? This is, you know, five, seven years after the events of Return of the Jedi. Uh, I don't know, 15 to 25 years, something like that, before the events of The Force Awakens. Um, we know that eventually this remnant of the Empire is going to morph into the First Order at some point. We also know that this new Republic is not going to last because by the time we get to Force Awakens, it's just the Resistance, and it's mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's not a whole lot there. Yeah. Uh, it's basically you know a couple hundred people. So I think this time period, this time between uh, you know Mandalorian leading up to uh, the events of Force Awakens, there's so much room to expand, and I'm very interested on you know. What what happened? Like how how exactly did the emperor from beyond the grave pull the strings to organize this? You know, at what point does this does this new empire fall apart? At some point, is the first order rise from the ashes of the new empire? Like, uh, is there a trilogy of movies that we could get to tell <laughs> that story? Like, because it sounds cool, uh, but yeah, just really, I don't know. I felt like this one conversation opened up a lot of possibilities when i feel like that's probably what they're going to explain or or at least explore in the rangers of the new republic series too we're going to start to see why people are so disenchanted with hey look the empire empire is dead uh the new republic is taking over and things still suck like we're we're still starving uh our terraforming went awry and we're all sick uh like and nobody's coming to save us like you you promised us a better galaxy and we didn't get that um, and I think that we're kind of seeing, yeah, like you said, Craig, like this is the empire seeing their opening, like, Hey, remember when w- the empire ruled, at least you were eating, right? Yeah. You were in a food line, but you were eating. And then a, a further sort of maybe even more extreme version of that will morph like, out of that being the first order, you know, maybe a, a more, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too political, but it's, it's tough to not see some allegories to things that are happening in real life right now. Like people are seeing in these silos right now of like, 
here's where I lie. Here's where you lie. Here's where my neighbor is. And it's just, it's, it's kind of everybody right. is, is allying themselves in these different buckets and, right. and you also, kind of see it reflecting here. And yeah. there's also relatable content because like, here's the deal right now in America, if you're, if you're having a tough time right now, if you're unemployed, if you're struggling, if you lost your job, if you if you lost your house for whatever reasons, whether it's COVID reasons or just life reasons, um, you, it might not really matter to you who the leadership is of your country, because no matter what, if it's a person or B person or a government or B government, you're, you're still in the same situation. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah. you might, and that's where people get disenfranchised and, and they go two you know, wings on the same bird. Right. 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 So like, mm-hmm. so, um, so I do think, and we won't go down that road anymore, but, um, I, but I think this is, com- no, let's get into it. Let's dig deep. <laughs> but I think this is, <laughs> This is kind of the stuff I was talking about with like George Lucas talking about earlier. Like you see this pattern. This is kind of how the yeah. world uh, operates. Um, and it always good has. science fiction. Good science fiction exactly. holds a mirror up to you and yes. allows you to see into it. And what you see out of it is what you take from it. That's Sometimes kind of it's like a black mirror. <laughs> no, but I would also say true. that it reflects what's going on in society. Right. So yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah. So th- and then uh, Bill Burr kills him. <laughs> yeah, and then he yeah. blows them all up. Like has enough has enough of the bullshit. But yeah. I I do love that though, where they're just like the dude with the cafe that George Cooper comes in, looks, and he's just like, "Hey, did you just shoot that guy?" Right, right. <laughs> like, now he kind of just kind of creeps in. People, people, um, People have compared this entire scene to kind of a Tarantino inspired or inglorious bastards uh, kind of oh. vibe. And it's definitely there, uh, 100%. Um, and I don't think inglorious bastards is the, you know, the, the, the age old sitting down with your en- enemy having a conversation that's just full of tension where you're like, somebody's not leaving this table. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's the newest one. Or I would say, like, as far as modern movies go, right. it, it stands out, right? So. Right, right. Um, but I, I really thought this was one of the great scenes, like maybe in Star Wars history. Like I, I thought, I thought it was one of the best scenes of the season. Uh, and you gave it eight credits. Well, one scene doesn't make a whole show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but one scene can save it. Well, um, and Craig, Craig is Craig is right. He was grading on a curve. He mentioned that. Like, there's been so much awesomeness in this second season. If your ten episode is a ten, you gotta. Right. You got to yeah. grade on the curve. Yeah, you got to grab the curve. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the big escape, right? And this is just yeah. another wonderful action sequence. They go out the through the vents. They're throwing troopers off. And uh, here comes Boba Fett to save the day, which are we getting a little too tr- – like is Boba going to turn at some point? Like he's just <laughs> – like here Dude, I am. Dude, we got to talk about the guy that was trying to like – creep through the other window he's like trying to like crawl through and like yeah. they just took his what gun and like pointed it down and bang yeah. yes. like just yeah. shot him and i love how the uh uh fennec and and dune as well and they're just like picking dudes off coming out the window like it's a video game like it yes. was just like and just call, calling their was... shots like yeah t- top left on the roof oh got him Boom. yeah you know that was that yeah. was awesome it was like yeah. playing well, battlefront it traditionally was so traditionally yeah. in star wars when the team gets together to take on the enemy everybody splits up and goes 10 different ways so this was more of the marvel avengers like we've put our team together we are now going to all work together on this one mission uh usually yeah. it's like i'm gonna go to this system and you're gonna go to this system and uh 
So yeah, you go through that hallway, and I'll go to the other hallway. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, but it was really cool, really great scene. Boba shows up. Can't get enough of seeing Slave One in action. I do miss. Could you, if somebody would have told you by this point of the season, second to last episode, no Razor Crest, no uh, Baby Yoda Grogu the child, I would have been like, M- what? <laughs> in the second to the last episode? Yeah. No. But dude, it all made up for it because we got the seismic bomb from episode two. There you Attack go. Of the clones. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I do, it, mm. yeah. And I do miss. Um, uh, the the little headgear that Obi Wan wore when fly, flying those uh, ships in Episode Two. You're uh, sweating. Yeah. Relax. Take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, <it's> just, <laughs> thank you very the only much. Only one we're getting for the rest of the night. Thank you. Okay, but uh, come on, how great was that though? Like I knew, like the moment those Tie Fighters came out, and I was like, "Is he gonna do the bomb?" Yeah. And then the whole thing opened up, and I was like, "This is it. This is yeah. This is better. This is better than sex because I know what's coming. Like I like this is." This is amazing. And it is one of my favorite things in all of Star Wars is that scene with Jango Fett versus Obi-Wan yeah. in like battle duking it out in space. Yeah. So when if when things you hear the tie fighters and it just goes quiet. Right? Awesome. Awesome. Like Christopher Nolan must have directed it. That whole yeah. like, it was just like the the base hit and that mm. was it. Like I was done. Get me a cigarette and a towel. Like I was ready. Like it that that was awesome. I'm yeah, glad I they feel brought like that. These are Jedi, right? I feel like because I, I saw the two TIE fighters chasing after him and your immediate thought is like, oh, Boba Fett's going to waste these guys. Like, get ready. He, You think two TIE fighters are going to be able to go up against Slave 1? Get ready for this. <laughs> wasn't expecting the sonic bomb yeah uh but all i could think of was have you guys watched the oral knots videos like their whole uh they do like the redub lip dubs of all the prequels and stuff like that okay okay um like larry kenobi yeah yeah kind of yeah larry kenobi and the midichlorians is are their drugs that they go to uh when they uh go to clubs (laughs) it's it's a long thing to set up anyway but but (laughs) they call that the the base drop bomb and so when he drops that and it goes. It was that I was just expecting that to happen, man. I wish. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was the best seismic charge bomb since uh, since uh, uh, the Holdo maneuver. By the way, remember when, remember when the Last Jedi came out and they the theaters had to put up signs that said, "Hey." There's part of the movie gets quiet for a second. It's supposed to happen. Like, were people like <laughs> running like, up and complaining? Like immediately, like I can't, I can't hear it. They just run out of the theater. Like people are so. Dude, excited. this is the world we're living in now, where we have yeah. to explain to people what art is. <laughs> yeah, now that was a dramatic pause. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> they escape. Uh, we do get a. We we did not get Grogu in this episode, but we do get. Uh, a couple scenes at the end, they they end up letting Migs go. Uh, yeah, Cara Dune has a heart. She does, and they're yeah. very appreciative of of the what he did. And I think that's something so cool about this show is like, there's not a lot of cynicism in our heroes in this show. Like they're they feel like they're doing the right thing. Yeah. And if you are being helped by them, then they will have your yeah, back. And if you like, can prove yourself, if you can do that yeah, shot and make that, then there's respect. Right, right. And it, it's funny how people kind of react to that too, because I think for so long that we've had to deal with like very just angry heroes that just hate the world and hate everybody they even have to help, that now that when you have a character that 
does help people and he just goes about his day they're just like oh new episode new best friend right and uh you know that's just not the case i just think he's just a Din's just a decent dude. Decent Din. That's what they should he's call a, him. Yeah, he's decent just a decent dude. Decent Din. Decent Din. Decent Din. Decent. Oh. Decent. <laughs> so, and then and then we've got that last scene, which was really important, which was the uh, the old uh, hologram message from Mando to Moff Gideon, where he repeats oh. back, uh, you know, the the speech that Moff gave yeah. earlier, where he says. You know, you have something I want. You have something I want. You have no idea how imp- it, it was actually mm-hmm. like. It was like, oh, the, the, dude, it was his Taken moment. It was a mix between Taken, like Qui Gon Jinn and Taken, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, that's what it reminded me. <laughs> yeah. of. I have a yeah. special set of skills. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I got the the Wyatt Earp. You tell him I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. Like, yes. Whole, ah, yeah. dude, good call. I like that reference. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that was it, man. We're we're building up to next week. Uh, it, Dude, I'm gonna drop kick an invisible ninja after this because it just has me so excited. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna see. I mean, do we think? Uh, well, let me before we do that. Why don't we do our other segments, right? So there, should, there's no Grogu moment yeah, of the week. Say. This is so sad. Did you? Mi- I, I missed him. Yeah. I, missed him I had to put. That's I had to it. put my Grogu up uh, for the video today because I was like, and and I see Abby's got two Grogu's too because yeah. it's just like I missed the guy. Yeah, I missed him this yeah. week. I've got this. Yeah. It's not Grogu, but it's damn close. Um, <laughs> so uh, they're not all the same. They're all the same. Uh, they're not all the same. Do we think Grogu is going to be growing out like a rat tail at some point? God. Like oh, <laughs> uh, like a Padawan. Get yeah. all this rat tail together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, are we gonna get that in High Republic with Teen Yoda, with him and Team Yada like smoking under the bleachers with their braids? <laughs> Dude, yes. I love. That. Oh man, um, yes, badasses we are. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting lightsaber training we are. <laughs> right. I hope it's a musical like Grease, where he has like a leather jacket and he like <laughs> races pods. Yeah, for like yeah. pink slips and shit. Yeah, oh, dude. I need bad attitude, <laughs> Smoking Grogu. death sticks under the bleachers. I love that. Yeah, dude, man. Bag of no. Uh, <laughs> I won't bust out. He actually my... used to talk. Just he had had perfect sentence structure before. Yeah. He started doing death sticks, and then he started talking. <laughs> it was the backwards. death sticks that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna pull out my Yoda impression this week. Uh, well, no, let's go. He did. <laughs> My, I can't. Uh, Do let's, it. <laughs> let's go to our. You want here. to? Who I can is, hear it in your who, voice. Our only segment. Who is the MVP of the episode? The only segment besides credits. Uh, Abigail, I'll start with you. Who was your Mando uh, MVP my, this week? Actually, my uh, it's Din. I said because for throwing his bows and cracking skulls on top of the moving vehicle it was badass. I know everyone else is going to say it was uh, Mayfield. So I. Said, I don't think Troy will be saying Din. that. Oh. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, don't I know. said Din. Troy's no, been... you know that Ryan is going he... to be saying right? <laughs> Ryan, yeah. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan picked Dim last week, or not Dim, uh, Migs last week. Uh, Ryan, who who's your MVP? I picked uh, Din's mustache. It is very nicely <laughs> trimmed for someone who wears a helmet. Uh, no, just kidding. Though that is true, he did keep that mustache really well. But yeah, dude, he's got to. Uh, but Mayfield, Migs Mayfield, he's my boy. He's he's just my boy, and I I can't do anything about that. I don't make these choices. This is what life brings me. Um, I was born this way, you know. And uh, 
Mayfield, he's he's just he's my boy. Troy Benjamin. I gave it to a non-human or sentient. I gave it to the slave one. Uh, because the slave Whoa. one was the hero of this episode. Not only did it save everybody's asses, but it looked damn cool doing it and inspired us all to talk about sonic booms for about 15 minutes. So, uh, like, Dude, and how about this? We should be getting a new slave one as a HasLab where the interiors are done correctly. No, like I would pay can, $300 yeah. to make sure that vintage collection one that I don't have is completely like irrelevant. <laughs> The vintage clock. I have the vintage clock. It. I mean, it I know does you do, but thing. I don't. When you twist don't it, listen. the inside does the. It moves. No, it doesn't. Dude, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't have it, and therefore I want one that's better know. than the one that you have. All okay, right. that's well, how this works. Here's the thing: if they did that, I'd have, then I would just end up with two. That's how it would work, dude. Um, and you want to? I'm going a different route than you guys. You know, usually the MV, when you think MVP, right? Who's bringing the most value to the episode? Who is the one that? made the episode what it was right when you think of the mvp of a basketball team or a football team it's who's the player that did the work that brought the team to where it needed to be right because wayne I, gretzky every right. time because i said that i thought that that was one of my favorite scenes in star wars history i'm gonna actually give my mvp to hess uh he was only in the episode mm. for about six minutes but i thought he brought conversation dialogue and uh really great acting uh Richard Brake is the character actor's name. Uh, he played the Ice King in uh, Game of Thrones. You all remember Night that show. Oh, and Night. he also played... What did, what did I say? The Ice King is from Adventure oh, Time. The Ice King's in Adventure Time. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's yeah. who he played, right? Who's very funny. Do I do impressions? <laughs> oh, yeah. what do you mean? I got it. I don't know. No, but you know Night who King, else he played, though, right? King. Who else? He played Joe Chill in Batman Begins. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but so I thought he was he, great. I thought he yeah. was awesome. And I, I think the complex nature of uh, being an Imperial officer and uh, or just being a trooper or just being part of the Empire at all, uh, it's it's. Uh, I think there's a lot of story to tell there. So wow. yeah. We all picked somebody different. Go team. Cool. I liked yeah. it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Clearly the was answer good. was Cara Dune. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> she's great. Um, what do we think is going to happen next week? We we've, we we didn't do our prediction segment all year, but now we got to really think: where are we going next year, next week, not next year, or next year? Yeah, Troy, you want to uh, go? I, I'm I'm sticking by my prediction from I think last week or maybe two weeks ago that this is not going to end on a happy note. We're either ending on a sad note or we're ending on a cliffhanger because we've got one episode left. I know everybody in their heart of hearts wants it to be a two-hour episode, but there's no way that that's going to happen. Right. Uh, to, tidy everything up uh and get all the loose ends uh finished but i i mean this is if and i think jake i don't want to take credit for what jake said last week too but this is if this is the second act of the story this is the empire strikes back this is the middle chapter of you know things things going awry and and the heroes are gonna have to come back and save the day and in, in, in the third act so the crescendo uh, I, I prepare prepare yourselves prepare your feels uh because i think next week we're gonna be <laughs> i think these are gonna be full uh and it's it's gonna be Home bad so that yeah pre- preparing I, I have yourself. to yeah i i have to I'm going to double down on kind of what Troy said. And I think we're going to, I'm getting myself prepared for both like a, a part one and part two will be next year. I do think we're going to get a cliffhanger. I think it's also going to 
Uh, I think it's going to punch us in the gut. Uh, not even in like the typical heart nads way. I think it's just going to punch us in the gut. And I think we're going to end up ending the episode with the wind knocked out of us. Um, thank you to who was that by the way? Ab. Uh, the super chat came yeah. from oh no, uh, sloppy man, Witch. thank you. Sloppy man. Yeah, oh, very generous. Thank you, sloppy. Uh, now he, he had a little prediction. Um, <laughs> Jacob Walsh says we're all going to be crying in our oatmeal next week. And I agree. Uh, <laughs> Sloppy Manwich says it's going to end with Boba Fett uh, ed- ending the debt and then taking Din in. And I've actually thought about this. So let's let's face the facts. Um, bounty Hunter's got a body hunt. Bound- bounty hunt. Bounty hunt. <laughs> uh, I, I, I could see... Listen, Boba Fett's one of the, the villains of Star Wars and always has been. And like the last couple weeks, he's been like real good guy. Uh, I could see it maybe... Uh, Oh, but like that's our, why he turned, right? Our stream froze for a second, but we'll, we'll keep going here. Um, that looks like uh, you never know what's going to happen, right? Like, I don't know. I do think there's going to be some emotional stuff that goes down. I do think that there's a chance we could see um, Ahsoka back uh, for another episode. Uh, or or I think it's more likely because... So we know Ahsoka is looking for Thrawn, and I think that's going to bring her into her series, and that's where we're going to see Ezra, other Rebels-type things. Um, but we know that Bogatan is looking for that Darksaber, and I do think we're going to mm-hmm. see her uh, yeah. and uh, kind of come together with this team. As So in- we could get Bogatan, Boba Fett, and Din in like the same room together, which yeah. is that's that kind of gave me a little bit of chills there. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. I, 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 as far as how is it going to end on a bad or, or down note? Maybe. I mean, I could see a character, you know, dying. I don't think it's going to be Grogu. Um, I think the thing I want to talk about though is do we think we are going to see that Jedi? I don't think they would have had Grogu on that seeing stone for a whole episode. Yeah. And then not get it for another yeah. full year? Yeah. Even if or it's at least teased? At the end of the episode, yeah, like a tease is what I was thinking. That I, that feels likely. And I echo what y'all are saying with this is going to be like a hard like empire level. This is the the middle act. Um, so there's going to be conflict and it's not going to have all the loose ends tied up. So personally, I'm kind of uh, like <laughs> it's not looking be... forward to next week because I am, but I'm a little bit. If, if next week ends with Boba Fett wheeling a carbonized uh, <laughs> Mando into the slave one. <laughs> Dude, I think if, if Boba Fett turns n- next episode, that'll put him back on the top of like the Star Wars villain list. Right, right. Right. And I think that actually wouldn't be such a bad idea, but because Abby brought it up, I want to know if Abby's thought about it since last week. Who do you think is going to um, answer answer the call? Answer the Jedi call? Ooh. Answer the oh, Jedi call. I, you know, I I don't really have any working theories, honestly. I'd had, probably have to go to Craig on this one. Like, it's it could be anyone. I feel like we've probably thrown them all out. We've I don't have anyone out. in particular could that be I'm Luke. thinking of. Could be Leia. Could be Mace Windu. Could be Cal Kestis. Could it's be not going to be for Mace Cal. Windu. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they could bring Mace Windu back. I think it. I, I think it'd be a little far fetched, but I think they could do it. I think uh, that that would take away everything of why that that final thing that pushed Anakin over the edge. Yeah. You need, his death is too important 
uh, to do that with. Well, what about Mar- what about Mara Jade? Like we talked earlier. Whoa! If she answers that, dude, that went now. Uh, was she? Yeah. I'm not familiar enough with Legends canon. Was she a Force user? Was Mara Jade a Force user? Yeah, she was like yeah. the Emperor's right hand man for a bit too. Was she not? I mean, yeah, and had infiltrated Jabba's palace, and there was a whole thing. She was trying to assassinate Luke Skywalker. Was her right. whole spiel? And then yeah. they fell in love. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not supposed to. Um, and then uh, he dumps her for Lando. Here, here, <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. And that's canon now. I don't... I worry head canon, right? I worry that if Luke Skywalker doesn't show up, we're all going to be like, oh, what a letdown, you know? And, well, come on. That's kind of uh, fair to feel that way, correct? I, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. feel like I'm I'm right there with you guys. I feel like that would be like a heart soaring, triumphant moment if, in the end, the the final concluding episode of this season, if every all the it looks like they're about to fall, everything looks like they're done for, and then out of the steam comes Luke Skywalker, and he's like, "I got your call, kid." Like, oh my god, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> and he but kills Grogu. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, but. <laughs> I sense darkness in him. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there goes Luke, sensing darkness in people again. We can't even go uh, to Target with him without him killing everybody. Uh, I, but I feel like that would be so counterintuitive to what this show has done so far, where it has been about Mando and the child. Mando and the child. Mando and the child. Like, having somebody show up miraculously in the season finale to save the day, um, and I'm sure I'll be eating crow because it may end up happening, but like... <laughs> it doesn't feel like the right move. Like it, it feels like if, if anybody's going to save the day, it's Din uh, and, and, and whoever his posse is, whoever the people are that, that surround him, yeah. obviously. Right. Um, but you know, those of us holding our breath that like Cal Kestis is going to come out and just Nobody's waste Moff Gideon and all sorts of people. Like, <laughs> I, see, don't, I don't, I don't see that. Happening. I don't see a Jedi showing up to save the day. I think it's more like the episode plays out as it needs to play out. Uh, and then I do believe Mando will be the one to read. I, I think all of that will happen, but I think there will be some sort of uh, tease or illusion at the end to, uh, because they made a point, like bring him to the seeing stone. He will connect with the force and maybe Jedi will come looking for him. I feel like it'd be weird to not even hint at what it, that payoff could possibly be. But And he, and again, you guys, you guys are only throwing out light side force users. Right. That's the other thing too. Like, what it set him up to the conduit party line of the Force. What if somebody who's attuned to the dark side uh, was on the other end of that? And we know that that Grogu has hate inside him and anger. And dude, Snoke's Attachment. gonna show up. Atta- yeah, Snoke is coming. Oh, <laughs> Snoke is coming. <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, we've, we're already at an hour and a half. I know we said we wanted to let, let's do a little rapid fire for just a couple minutes here. Let's say happy birthday to Christian Walsh also, because it's his oh, happy oh, birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yay. All right. That's cool. Happy birthday, man. Um, it's late. It's been quite a, uh, quite a, whew, quite a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> how are we feeling? We had a lot of announcements. Let's just quick, because we're going to talk about it in depth on the podcast. What were you most excited about yesterday? Let's just do that. Troy Benjamin. What, what, got, uh, what, what, as they say in the rest of the world, what popped you? What, what popped me? Um, it, it was the one that I wasn't expecting, which was the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron 
film. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for Obi-Wan Kenobi because I want to see that story. Obviously I'm excited for Andor cause I want to see Rogue One continue. I'm excited for Ahsoka because that I feel like there's so much story continuing to, to need to be told there, but like top gun uh, set in the post sequel trilogy era, which is what it's kind of sounding like it might end up being. Right. Um, and especially because I've been playing a lot of squadrons uh, I've been reading the alphabet squadron books. Like, that is such a rich, cool, um, just a, a great canvas for them to work with. And it could also interweave characters from the sequel trilogy and kind of help bridge us into whatever the next series of films are. Uh, it, it will continue the story, but will be its own sort of isolated thing. I think that's that's exciting. Cool. Ryan, what were you most excited about? Uh yeah, you know what? I feel the same way about Troy for a lot of the stuff that we already knew was coming, such as Obi-Wan, which I'm super excited about. I'm also very excited about Bad Batch and knowing that it's going to be taking place right during Order 66 as well. So we get to kind of see where they were at uh, during Order 66 and what's going to be happening after with the clones. Uh, so that to me is really interesting to see how the clones are going to... So I'm really excited about Bad Batch. I'm also excited about Lando. Because I really hope they explore his sexuality yes. a lot. And, uh, you know, and just trying to think of what else was there. Oh, there's the one, the, um, God, what was it? The, the one where they do like an espionage one. Well, the Andor? Uh, Not Andor. Uh, but it was called like Well, there's something. Acolyte. Acolyte. There's Acolyte. Acolyte. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that one and that's uh, in the high republic that's yeah. gonna be set in the high republic era they said yep. the final yeah. days of the high republic and there's there's yeah. uh <laughs> we're gonna start side. at the end of it <laughs> right well, i mean well i think that's cool because you can explore a bunch of stuff that that you don't have to worry too much about interfering with with current canon and everything mm-hmm. um, right and I'm, it could lead into how we see things in the prequels as well right I'm I'm very excited about the Taika Waititi movie as well as the Patty Jenkins movie, mm-hmm. but seeing that those are three, four, five years down the road, um, Obi Wan Hayden Christensen's back, uh, and it starts filming in a couple weeks, and we've known it's coming for a long time, but man, I'm I'm thrilled that uh, uh, we're we're getting uh, Ewan McGregor back in that role. Uh, it just it it doesn't it didn't seem like something that would have ever happened. Uh, well, a lot of what's happening in Star Wars doesn't seem like. I mean, that's been, you know, people can be critical of the Disney purchase and, and all that. But the fact is, is, since 2015, Star Wars has been back and we've gotten to see Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford and all of this new stuff that uh, we, I don't know, it just, listen, from 1984 when I was born to 1999, there was three Star Wars movies. Yeah. Then we got three more. So for the basically... First 30 years of my life, there was the six Star Wars movies, and that was what you got. Uh, Unless you watch the Ewok cartoon. Unless you watch the like Ewok drug cartoon. And, uh, and the adventures. Like those Ewok yeah. movies. But I mean, knowing now, you know, we're... Which we're, had an awesome theme song done by Sting, by the way. Um, I don't know. It's just crazy to be a Star Wars fan. So it's all exciting. It's just... The, uh, it's, ten. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, uh, ten ten things, yeah. yeah, and including including Willow and Indiana Jones. Yeah, right? I was going like to say just, right, that's right. what I'm excited yeah, about. Sorry. The non-Star yeah. Wars would be Willow, and I'm excited for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Hey, holiday whoa, special. Uh, that's a whole other. Are we all going galaxy. in there? I am so stoked for She-Hulk and Hawkeye. You have <laughs> no, no idea. Broke the seal, yeah. Abby. Star sorry, Wars. Yeah. What, what are you most excited about? <laughs> uh, the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron. Uh, the Lando show sounds really cool, and Ahsoka, obviously. Um, Ahsoka. Yeah, I mean. 
think yeah. the, the two tie-in shows, the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers of the Lost New Republic or whatever it's called, uh, that and uh, no, Rangers of the New <laughs> Republic and uh, Ahsoka both being direct directly related to Mandalorian. They're gonna. I think they're probably gonna do like a two or three part. Like I could see doing Star Wars movies straight to Disney Plus. I think that's going to be a thing that happens, yeah. uh, an event series or whatever they call it. Direct to plus, yeah, DP. Um, sorry, can I, <laughs> I, can I float something? For, for so they announced Mandalorian season three will be Christmas of next year, right? Is that the end? Like that's the other thing too that I was kind of getting a sense of finality that like that's going to be the last season of Mandalorian, and then we're going to move on to Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. Did you guys get that sense, or was that just I, me? I mean, I think you could read oh, into I, it. They they haven't yeah. they haven't formally announced a season four. Um, I don't, you know, unless like Rangers of the maybe it's a direct continuation of Mandalorian. But like, here's the thing: there was this list published uh, recently um, about the the top media franchises in the world, and right now, Mandalorian is uh, number one. It's the number one media franchise in the world. Hmm. So Star Wars is bigger than it's been in a very long time. And I don't think Disney's going to be too... Considering that uh, of the 85 million Disney Plus subscribers, uh, there's a good chunk of them that signed up because they knew it was going to be Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, I'd be hesitant to think they're going to be too quick to, yeah. <laughs> to pull the plug and, on it. And seeing as even how like even one year later, one of the hottest toys this Christmas is Grogu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake right. brought up Jacob Walsh brought up the uh, the droid, the animated droid story, uh, which would be oh, R two and C three PO. Jake then... is upset with all of us for not bringing up droid stories. It's fine. Oh, uh, sorry, Jake. He should be. He's upset with me. It's fine. Uh, and then there's the anime show. The so there's just there's just uh, there's a lot. It's yeah. just a lot. It's almost like, too boiled. much. But yeah. it's we deserve it after the year that we've all had. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's a welcome. We deserve, we deserve it. Yeah, we deserve this is it. ours. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. I don't know if there's much more to say other than, uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, there's a lot to look forward to, and uh, I I think we're in for something special next week. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I don't know. It's... I think the Ahsoka episode is probably tops of the season, and I if they can top that, then we'll we'll see. We shall we shall see. Is that what Snoke said? When Kylo was like, I promise you I can be bad. I promise you I can kill my daddy. We <laughs> shall see. I promise. I think we saw a different movie again. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. that. Jin Erso. Jin Erso. She's like, what is it? The girl at the party you don't want to talk to? Hey, did you know what the rebellion's about? Did you see my purse? It's a tragedy, Seth. It's a tragedy. <laughs> um... I don't hey even girl, know. you may have gone to jail, but you don't know what I've had to lose. I've been fighting this war while you've been traveling the galaxy. Yeah, well, my dad literally made the Death Star be bad, and like I could like. totally steal the plans. <laughs> <laughs> I have one with the Force, and the Force is with me. <laughs> At Stardust, smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I love Ben Mendelsohn. Just putting that out. God, there. me too. Putting that oh out. man, I, I'm going to watch Rogue One after this. I think. Yeah, tonight. that's what we're thinking. Or as everybody in 2016 typed out, Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> no one can spell the damn word. I can't even spell Rogue. We're all idiots. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, for <laughs> Abigail Gardner. Yes. 
and Reindel and Troy Benjamin and Miggs Mayfield mm-hmm. and Din Darden. Yeah. Is that his name? <laughs> Din Darjen. <laughs> Din Darjen. <laughs> Uh, and for, for everybody, I wish I didn't get so much anxiety. Mando. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everybody in the chat for hanging uh, out. Join us you. next season for Daylight Dim. Yeah, Daylight oh, next season. Let's get through the next no episode before we... <laughs> midnight's over, y'all. Get um, ready for the yeah. day. We will see you next week. Tell your friends next week's going to be insane. Awesome. Midnight Mando will return next week, same Mandalorian time. Same, Same Mandalorian man. channel. Yes. Bring tissues. It's gonna get emotional. I yeah. always Lando and guard your heart nards. Yeah, yeah. Heart nards. Heart nards. Bye, everybody. Good night. Andy, cover your heart nards. My goodness, you've grown. So have you. Run more beautiful. Lando's gonna make up with a guy. <laughs>